what's going on everybody we're coming to you live with our weekly episode that's right it's live this week i know we've been doing a lot of pre-recordings on our podcast weekly and the interviews coming live but today we got something special something i've been wanting to put together for a while so it was no better way to do this but to do this live so before we get started let me introduce the crew with us we got here tonight i am always accompanied by hill will mahoney and jamal the giant crab what's up dudes hello hello How's it going? Another fine Wednesday night here on the big gold belt during the frigid temperatures of January. Very, 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 very cold as an understatement. <laughs> but I do have, um, I got a plethora of, 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 of friends here tonight. And um, before I introduce them, just to let everybody know, this is going to be our special edition where I am calling the DMV Wrestling Roundtable because each one of these individuals represent, if you don't know what the DMV is, time to like open your eyes up a little bit to that. That's the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. And we're on the map. We're very, we're very much stamped. So, like, this ain't nothing DMV. There's no acronym that we just made up. This is a thing. So if you don't know, I'm, I'm sorry, but you, you're going to find out. But um, each one, each three of these guys um are have been friends for a while. You've always seen them at shows, especially if you come in this area. You see them at shows, and um, obviously um, I world I real respect their IQ. You've seen them on the some of them you have already seen on the podcast before, so they're no strangers. But um, I thought it would be special to get everyone together, and considering that we're on the road to WrestleMania with so many different topics, rumors, and stuff going on. I figured it was no better way but to do this, but to get everybody together and do this. So let me start off by introducing my man, Mr. Brian H. Waters. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, you know, coming from Baltimore, I know sometimes there's a little controversy is whether or not Baltimore is a part of the DMV, you know. Um, we know the M stands for Maryland, but, you know, we like being a little solo. But for tonight, I'll be a part of it. I see my man over there shaking his head like, nah, you ain't part of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying don't be pretentious. You're only 40 miles up the road. You ain't like this far. If you was if if you was like in Philly, all right, then we we can talk about you not being a part of it. I, I, I'm good either way, but you know, I've had people tell me all the time, "You ain't part of DMV." I'm like, "Look, man, we be more home of the wire, I guess." <laughs> we also the home of where Ron Simmons won his first world championship. There you go. There you hey, go. Hey, hey, hey! I ain't, I can't argue. I can't argue. Hey, regardless of where you're living at, your outreach is definitely covered throughout the DMV. So that's respected, and that's good enough for me. Uh, since D decided to step in there, you've seen this guy more recently on the show. D, my man, Three Black Geese of the Russell Corner. What's going on? Welcome back. Man, it's all good, bro. You know, I know you probably want to do this show, so, you know, I'm on and all that, man. You know. <laughs> and a new face to the show, but a, a long-time uh, friend. Um, real respect is you definitely see this guy at every show and, um, and it's been a while and it's been something I've been wanting to do about, especially to pick his brain because then, you know, at shows it's kind of the walking by what you think, but 
I think tonight we're going to be able to drop and get some uh, uh, tap into some of his IQ. I got my man Greg Miller who represents the DMV Wrestling Fan Fans uh, Facebook group. What's going on? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Greg Miller, DMV Wrestling Fans. Um, you mentioned Philly. That's where I'm from, but um, I live here now. I'm in Virginia representing uh, Alexandria now. So um, yeah, I've been doing the fans for a little while. We've been here since uh, 2011, and uh, we keep it going and just trying to bring some knowledge and different perspectives for wrestling and you know how it goes man a little bit of everything for everybody no doubt no doubt um so um i will make sure if any of you guys um all their information will be down in um in the descriptions after that so you can check out everybody's page everybody's um social media and all that other good stuff so what we're going to do tonight we are going to have a round table i am going to take a step back tonight i'm just going to just moderate i'm gonna throw the topics out they don't know the topics but like i told them in um pre-production meeting like most of these things we already know what we're going to be talking about again with so much happening over the week just coming off the um the royal rumble and being in the road to wrestlemania it's a lot of stuff going on so again i'm gonna give everybody opportunity to speak about their feelings uh speculate on rumors and 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 obviously uh how they think some of this stuff is going to fold unfold so um before we get started um again this will be a debate this will be something that everybody gets a chance to say something but by all means get in there let's let's make this fun and um and let's 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 drop some knowledge for everybody so you got everybody ready let's go fire it up let's do it go ahead okay so our first topic of the night and this is something that we have talked about on the show for a while and it is starting to feel like this is going to be a thing so i i'm just curious our first topic of the night is do you guys think and i'm i, I want jamal to ask this first because i know he's a bit advocate for this and i we, we we debated about this a long time but considering all things that's happening coming off of the ropes of the royal rumble do you think that WWE is officially ready for intergender matches in this era of their programming? Um, well, no. I mean, that, that's, that's the short answer of it. If they're not going to take it as seriously as, it, as they should, it's probably going to come off disingenuous if they do. Uh, you know, I know, like, notice what they did. They had Nia Jax, of all people, take bumps for Rey Mysterio. So it's not like, you know, they're really serious about this. You know, they didn't, they didn't have, uh, you know, I don't know, Alexa Bliss or Shasta Franks take a tombstone or anything like that. So I don't, I don't you know, I don't know. I mean, when, when I see a legitimate matchup that's built, you know, with, or not necessarily a legitimate matchup, but when I see a matchup that gets the same presentation and build as any other matchup that's gender specific, then I'll pay attention. But until then, meh. I can't get and, and, go ahead. No, nah, I can't argue with that. To see the the thing really that comes down is um I think WWE is not so much scared of doing it. I think they're scared of the perception. Who's it going to scare off? Like advertisement wise, whatever. Because a lot of people because even I, I one thing I noticed, even if you do explain to people that you can do it, they're still going to deny it. Because we got wrestling fans who know how wrestling work and know everything about it, know 
know everything about it. They still think, oh, it advocates abuse. Oh, it advocates this. So WWE should not be in that position to do that. It's a hard thing to sell. It's a lot harder to sell than you really think it is. A lot of us are ready for it, but uh, you'd be shocked of how many people aren't ready for it. And these are people that watch wrestling every freaking week. So it's as as fun as it was to see it. I would love to see it again. I would love to hear hear the girls get more vocal of wanting to do it, but that's that's super hard to sell. It just really yeah. is. Yeah. It's it's gonna be if they're going in this direction, it's gonna have to be a slow process. What they did on Sunday and then following it up Monday with Naya and Dean, it gives me the impression that maybe they're dipping their toe in it to see like, all right, if we do a little of this, how are our advertisers like a Mattel going to react to us possibly going here? I think the move with doing it with Naya was very calculated on their part with the idea that, that they specifically wanted to do it with someone like her who has some size, who isn't going to be perceived as a fragile, frail little thing like Alexa Bliss. I can't see them in this day and age having Alexa Bliss eat a RKO. Not yet. <laughs> so <laughs> whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. But I think they are looking for anything they can do to spice things up with the move coming this year to Fox. And I think they're dipping their toe in it and whether it's going to work or not, whether we'll see more of it on the road to mess WrestleMania, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but I think they're at least testing the water very, very, very slowly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll be honest with you uh, in the WWE setting. I don't need it. Um, I like to keep it on the indies. Um, not just because it's just something that it differentiates the two. Um, and like you said, uh, the advertisers, and that's one of the things that we understand that a lot of people don't is all the advertisers and who they have to answer to, how much emails and hate mail they may get just on that alone. Um, you just take uh, parents who aren't wrestling fans, but go to those shows for their children. And then they see, and, you know, they teaching. Um, their son don't hit a woman, but then they take them to a wrestling show where they don't expect to see that. And all of a sudden they do, you know, the attitude era was for the 18 and above, you know, children just liked it because children love wrestling, but they let us know, like, you know, this was more catered to that bigger audience where this is primarily a PG audience, regardless how edgy they get at the end of the day, children is where their money is because let's be real. The, People that's going to moan and cry on the internet aren't the ones that's in the arenas filling up seats. One ticket from somebody who's going to cry is less valuable than uh, two parents who's taking two children. Mm -hmm. and I Very think, true. I think once you mix it up and um, you throw in things like the Mixed Match Challenge and then you have guys and girls wrestling each other maybe there, maybe one person hits a move in the middle of a match or somebody hits somebody with something, but if you're going to have guy-on-girl matches, especially in WWE, physically they have to match up. I mean, you're not going to have somebody like Braun Strowman fight Alexa Bliss or Bailey. You know, it just doesn't match up and it doesn't compute. And then, you know, I don't want to see a girl getting punched in the face. You know what I mean? This is um, it's, it's a different era. It's not the Attitude Era anymore. And I, I understand, like, a lot of us grew up in that era. We really enjoy that time. But looking back at it, it's just like, hmm, you know, that was a sign of the times. That was the 90s. That was like Jerry Springer. Like, you can't really do that stuff too much these days in a mainstream wrestling company. Let's be uh, honest. WWE is a um, it's a mainstream company. You know, they want to be on a level of um, legitimate. Like, they want to be on a level as Disney. You know, so mm -hmm. I don't see them 
trying to um I, I really don't see them going this direction full time. I think for a spot for one night, I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. But other than that, I don't want to see that on a regular basis. I think, I, I think what really scares them is um at least the clip I know is it was actually a really good match. Um Keith Lee doing the spirit bomb to Mia Yim. That scares the <laughs> shit out of it. That, that that absolutely scares them. To see a woman get thrown like that. And could you imagine Sasha Banks eating a, a, a super kick from Seth? Yes. Or anything like Yeah, I can imagine it too, but still. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I mean. Like, there are certain things that are just way you can't have that image, and it hurts. And it, it, I, it, now, here's the funny thing. I had somebody really debate it before I got into this big Twitter argument over it, and somebody did say the problem is for them is that it's just the, like all of a sudden, because as wrestling fans, we take everything serious. Seriously, we our suspension of disbelief is it's there, but it's gone pretty much. All of a sudden, it gets it comes rushing back in, and when you see Candice LeRae getting clothesline out of nowhere or something like that, like all you can't like it's really just hard to sell. It's just hard to sell, man. And I and I really hate that part because there are you can see them trying to inch closer to it and then they immediately, you know, retract and all that. That's just how WWE is. But I, I really wanted to be a thing. It won't be, it won't be it, unless there's something, unless there's legit change, there won't be. Let me ask you but, this though. But, but. It was broken down into just a wrestling match. And I'm thinking, as you know, you guys are talking, I'm thinking like a situation where a Sasha Banks or a Bailey who are really great workers challenge somebody like a face Johnny Gargano or a face Daniel Bryan or even a face AJ Styles into a point like I can out wrestle you or even you know you brought up Mia Yim we know Mia Yim and Shelton Benjamin have a special bond what if it's one of those situations where she says oh I can out wrestle you and they keep it strictly wrestling how would you guys think about that do you think we would get that that's probably a way they could spin it that might work. I think another key that I noticed with this whole thing this week, you notice on Raw, they didn't show any of it. They talked about it, but they did not show it. So I think a very big key of it's going to be if they're going to go this direction and do any of it, it's only going to be on the network. So that way the advertisers aren't so tied into it with it being on USA or on Fox or any of that. Um, that would be an interesting way to go about it if you approach it more as like a as like a challenge and more of a legit athletic contest, which might be kind of what they're going for when they make the move to Fox. Is since they're going to be part of the Fox Sports family, if they're trying to go for a little bit more of a realism edge to things, then that might be a way to do it. Where it's not so much you know a man beating up a woman; it's a woman looking <laughs> to prove herself against a man in some sort of you know more legit manner and you make it clear that you know hey this isn't going to be you know there aren't they aren't going to be hitting each other with chairs there's not going to be you know a whole bunch of chicanery and weapons involved this is going to be more of a a true athletic contest but i don't know that might be asking a lot from wwe these days my question to that would be what would be the rules would you have the wrestling match and it'll be a straight wrestling match with no strikes because you know all wrestling matches especially today you know all the wrestlers seem that they're wearing kick pads nowadays. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be punches and strikes in each match. Like, if you have a man versus woman match, do you take strikes completely out of it? 
I don't think you do. I no. don't think you do. That 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 just that, that defeats the point of a, of a, of a wrestling match to me. It's like you said, especially now, everybody chomps, everybody kicks, everybody takes stronger blows now than they did about ten years ago. So it kind of takes the real. God, I hate saying that, but it kind of takes the realism, the realism out of it. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have that type of thing. And one thing I usually notice when I see intergender matches, I think it's kind of like the unwritten rule of it is um, you don't see a man just haul off and punch a girl in the face. It's always there's chops, there's kicks. (laughs) It's never said, but they don't usually do a punch straight to the face just because I think that's too (laughs) Or less it's like it's being done, it's it's being made clear that this is like crossing the line. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that's where you don't go with it because that's just taking it too far into like where it's, it's not believable anymore, but you can do chops. You can do kicks. You can do other kinds of strikes, but it's not like you're going to have, you know, Randy Orton's going to come out there and he's going to haul off and punch Sasha Banks in the jaw. You know, I mean, that, that, that's what they have to stay away from, you know, for but, it to work. But notice, notice the way that we're framing this though. We're framing this as if somebody's going to get offended by seeing a snapshot of an intergender match on raw and take that moment out of context when they see, Somebody taking a shot, you know, to the gut or, you know, straight, you know, punch or something like that. And yes, because things happen in snapshots and blown out of context, that's a bad time every oh, single time. However, it's, it's based, it's the presentation. If you're telling me, I don't see the difference, and I've said this before, between Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, and Candice LeRae and Mia Yim wrestling a match. They are about the same height. They, they're around-ish, the same weight. It's not like, how is that any different than seeing Juventud Guerrero or, you know, a, somebody maybe a little bit bigger than Alexa Bliss, maybe Bailey. They're mm-hmm. about the same height. They're about the same weight. But because, you know, Juve, you know, has a broad chest like a man and Bailey is still Bailey. I mean, it's, it's the presentation. And that's, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. And I think if they have a storyline like they did with uh, Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth, you know, they could have done something a little bit more than what they did there. But to I just be they, like, you know, Randy Orton just like RKO and you know chicks out of the, out of nowhere, then it's the context I mean, that'd be that matters. Good TV. That'd be good TV, but come on now. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Like you can't do that, man. Well, and there's certain things they could do. They can have the match after ten o'clock, they can have it on the network. Um, you know, it can it can be a, a bunch of different things. But let me say this like if if it were Adam Cole and uh, Mia Yim on NXT, would anybody think twice about that match happening? No, no you got a point there because it's not on, it's not on television. Yeah, this so, is not yeah. something that can be... But not necessarily on television. But, but even, was, but even again, if like, that was on television, would people think twice but because the way that NXT is presented? Would people think twice about the type of match that Adam sure. Cole and Mia Yim can have on NXT in that setting, regardless sure. of what channel it's on, versus Raw or SmackDown or Superstars or whatever, any other good day of the week? You're right, and you're I think right. that, that's where the, the divide way is. Frank, you're you're exactly right. Is the way it's frank. I I can't disagree with that. Let's uh, let me. I'm gonna segue a little bit into the next topic by asking another uh question. To actually, it's not the next topic, but I, okay, I'll just put it anyway. Um, so Becky Lynch Monica right now is the man. I mean, if anyone right now has the position to do such a thing, considering as Jamal just said, the match um. She's already had with Ellsworth that was on SmackDown. Nonetheless, it actually closed SmackDown, if I'm not even mistaken. Um, do, do you think if, if as hot as she is and how she can just do no wrong currently, if they 
really wanted to present this now on their weekly um, uh, televised uh, programming. Do you think that Be uh, that Becky Lynch could be the one to do it and get it over? Well, we, we also can't force it. I mean, it, it has to organically present itself. Well, if Nia Jax well, is like, you know, slap, slapping dudes in the face, then so be it. Let her get no, that well, work. The thing, the thing with Becky is that beyond what she's just doing in the ring and um and on in the ring and on mic, she's not backing down to anybody on social media. So as organically as you want to call it, I mean, you do have something right there to go off of. So and well, that's just quite the frankly, SmackDown has been booking a lot of their matches based off of social media beefs or whatever you want to call it. Well, so the reason why I would stay away from it is because the women are hot on their own right now. You know, good I mean, point. I, I don't see uh -huh. the point for Becky Lynch to beat up Randy Orton straight up if there's no reason for it. You know, if he's just um like upset that she's getting all the attention and then she puts him in and um in the disarmer and then Randy taps, I think that's something there. But them having a straight up wrestling match, I don't think that that matches up. You know, because uh, the size difference. Randy's a lot bigger, and I mean, mm -hmm. I think we as wrestling fans, we might be the wrong people to talk to, but we can mm -hmm. suspend our disbelief for you know a few moments and everything. Like, oh yeah, he could beat her. You know, mm -hmm. this is fun. This is entertaining. Oh. Rather than you know, there's no way that Randy Orton could ever lose to Becky Lynch. In a, ten times out of ten, it would never <laughs> happen. But you know, I think well, uh, I think it was Brian that said it best though. See, this is that's where the indies kick in and where they're best at because they don't have to have that type of pressure. Sure. And and just to be honest and. It, it, at least on my side, um, as much as I really actually do want to see in the WWE, it's not going to be like it's not going to be like an indie show when it happens. That's that's the mm -hmm. best way. That's the best thing because I don't. I think a lot of people when we want, uh, I think we've been seeing in the last few years when you want that indie crap to go down to WWE, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because it's a different atmosphere, different people, yada yada yada, whatever. It just doesn't work. A part of me, just because of that, don't want that to happen in, in WWE. But then again, there's a lot. You, there's so many ways you can make that a storyline and make it work. Mm -hmm. Just one just one day, Becky snaps and just starts going over all the men. And she like slaps <laughs> one of the dudes upside of his. Like, oh, this chick's really trying to fight everybody. And they're like, but then again, like you said, the girls don't need it. I mean, recently she was in the ring with John Cena. You know, um, yeah, that could have exactly. been. You know, that could have been. If it's made for right anybody there. right now, if it's made for anybody right now, you give it to Becky. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, and then again, you want to keep it to a bit of a stereotype. Give it to the big girl who can handle herself, or you give it to just Nia <laughs> or, or one of them. You know, what I, mean? I say mm -hmm. it's a stereotype because I do hate how if they are going to put a woman in danger, she has, has to be a super strong one or she has to be the fat girl. It's one of the two. It's <laughs> never it's never going to be Sasha Banks walking up to Brock Lesnar like, hey, get this smoke. That's not that going to happen. Now you're getting in the Royal Rumble, just like you had Beth Phoenix and China and Karma. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. it was, like you said, it wouldn't have made sense. Even if, let's just say there wasn't a Maybe it would have made sense if there wasn't a such thing as a women's Royal Rumble this year. This would have been a year for Becky, who's somebody don't necessarily mm. have a time, but she's walking around calling herself the man. That would have been an opportunity. Like she's like, well, I'm the man, so I'm gonna prove it and you know, jump in the ring. No, I, I think the only thing that's I think the thing that's hurting that is 
like you don't want to see none of the girls get pancaked into the corner during the Royal Rumble, like <laughs> by a man. It just don't look right. You know what I mean? I think this is that one off-putting thing, though. You know. Let me ask you this: Who's the champion for uh, SmackDown? The uh, WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Okay, it so let's assume Daniel. that let's say, let's assume that Daniel Bryan keeps the belt after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and Becky does her has her program and and does whatever she do every reset, and the, and on the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Assuming that she stays there, she goes, you know what? I'm the man, I'm the woman's champion, but I'm not the world champion. And it starts a program with Daniel Bryan. That's a match that could happen. It doesn't necessarily have to. But if we're talking like legitimately about how you know we can get something like this started, because of who he is right now, now if the SmackDown champion was Lesnar or Cena or right. uh, Randy or The Undertaker, then that's, that's a no. But I don't see what the difference between Bryan and Lesnar, who's not necessarily like this you know, particularly Truff's striker or something like that, but if Bray Wyatt was the champion, then maybe that's a bit of a no, but the matchup makes sense, and her mm-hmm. her reason, her rationale before, by challenging him, makes sense. She wants to be champion of everybody, so why not set that off? But again, it has to, the dominoes have to like fall in a row. You can't just go, alright, well, we're going to get, you know, uh, Bliss versus you know, Brock Lesnar for no reason. Mm-hmm. In, you know, in a, a five-minute you know, arm wrestling contest. <laughs> I will say that some of the best intergender wrestlers um, do exist on that NXT roster. And if there's any place that it, that it should um, originate from in the WWE brand, it should definitely be tested out to this full extent there and, um, and, and see what type of... And you talk about indie crowds. You do get NXT. You get a more intimate, smaller crowd. It's a different um, audience. Where, yeah, for sure. And I think that NST is branded towards that audience, that indie crowd, that crowd that want to see Evolve, Progress, WSW, but then see NXT, you know? So, and maybe not totally fans of the main roster, but are strictly uh, fans of, you know, some of, seeing that some of their favorite indie fans continue to uh, elevate their career. So, if I think, especially with Candice LeRae sitting down there, I mean, you just have to imagine that they're fully aware of everything she's been doing her entire career. And I think that, you know, if they're going to do anything, they will start there. Um, Let's get to the next topic now. Now, this has been a very interesting run, especially within each of y'all's groups, <laughs> because everybody has had everything in the world to say. And I don't even know which, how, I don't even know how this one's going to go. <laughs> um, But Dean Ambrose, and it is per official on the WWE website stating that he would not renew his contract after April. It was, it was at a point, a rumor. There has been some questionable booking with, for him um, as of right now. Um, and there was a very questionable segment with him um, at the, uh, in, on Raw. But WWE came out, which is something very uncommon for them to come out and say, hey, this person will not be renewing his contract. Um, so I want to know, what do you guys take on this? Thoughts, initial thoughts, current thoughts, or is this even all real? Or is this an angle? Just anything you have for it? I am going to start with you, Greg. Um, here's what I think, man. Um, Dean Ambrose, his return, I think, was good. I think the initial run with the Shield was good. But then it just kind of tapered off. You know, they didn't really do anything that made sense, in my opinion. Um, the guy that put Dean Ambrose out was Samoa Joe last year. Samoa Joe was the one that injured him. And they had so many shows where they were Raw and SmackDown on the same show, this, that, and the other. 
he should have been trying to get his get back at Samoa Joe. And he's just like shoehorned into everyone else's beef and it didn't make any sense. So then I'm thinking, I'm just watching like, okay, I mean, I like Dean, but should I be cheering him right now? Whatever. And then the heel turn um, when they did, when he turned on the shield on the same day that Roman said that he was sick, that was actually good TV. It actually worked. But the follow-up afterwards, he just turned into a generic heel and it was just like, what are we doing? And Dean Ambrose is one of the most over characters that there's been in the last few years. And then they weren't doing anything with them. If I'm Dean Ambrose, you know, the man, the character, whatever, I'm like, look, man, I got to go because my character is not going to get any better right here. I need some space to breathe. I can't fit into the WWE system. This is not me. I need to go. Until I see John Moxley uh, show up in the impact zone, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> he can do, you know, really whatever he wants. I mean, it's his contract. It's his. Uh, you know, time and and he's had a great run of the WWE. And if he leaves it, uh, I don't know why this is news. People leave all the time. Um, and as much as people generally say, like, "Hey, this guy should leave. This guy should leave," and uh, a, a popular guy is leaving, and now it's like, "Well, why is he doing that?" Uh, you know, like let's let's just cut the BS. If wherever he decides to go, whenever he decides to do it, um, then maybe I'll be there for that. But I, I'm not really a fan of Dean Ambrose. Uh, because I believe he's just really over and stale, and, and you know maybe he'll get a chance to reinvent himself, and it's and it's happened before, so you know good luck to him to his uh, his future endeavors. But overall, man, I don't know why this is news. I haven't been invested in Dean Ambrose since um, when he first got the WWE Championship. Afterwards, um, I was excited for his match with Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam that year, but then. Afterwards, I don't remember anything, and I was happy when AJ Styles beat him. I always thought, even I thought um, this run with him and Seth Rollins, I didn't really care for. I like their matches and their whole program and build up better when Rollins was the heel and Ambrose was the face. Um, to me, he just hasn't been as interesting. Um, I get the promos and stuff, but it's like once the bell rings, I'm just lost. I agree with so much of the sentiment being given here. I was wondering where this was going to go, and I'm very much on the same page when it comes to single star Dean Ambrose. Um, one of the things I used to say when, when they first broke him off singles and they gave him all the branding as unstable, I was like, what the hell does unstable mean? They've never explained it. They've never defined it, but they kept plastering unstable all over him and i think that's been a big part of his singles run issue is they've never really defined him his greatest value in wwe has been as a member of the shield but even without uh -huh. that i mean this is not a case of a, a cody rhodes or one of these guys that's left where they can say well i never got my shot Dude had the world title. He's had multiple IC and tag title runs. He's been U.S. champ, yep. money in the bank. He's uh -huh. pretty much done it all outside of winning the Rumble and main event in WrestleMania. Since he came up, he's always been in the top mix or near the top. So the dude's pretty much in a case where I would say Dean Ambrose has done pretty much everything he can do. What's weird about this whole thing is this whole idea that they're getting out in front of this story and saying, hey, he's not leaving until April. That's just not the way WWE operates. So to me, that's a red flag of some sort. I don't know. Right now, after like 24 hours of going through this story, my thinking is there's one of three things happening, and I think there's 
they're equal chance of all of them at this point. I think there's an equal chance that it's possibly a work, and that's why they're getting out in front of the story because there's going to be stuff that's going to develop over the next two months. If we see them on TV all the way through Mania, I think there's a big chance of that. Uh, the second option is, okay, yeah, he does want to leave, and he's really going to go, and he's unhappy, and he's going to go – we're greener pastures and maybe it's AEW or the Indies or who knows. And maybe he's going to do that. Or I think there's option number three, even Dean strikes me as very much similar to possibly CM Punk, where I think this guy's lived pretty cheaply. I bet he's got a lot of money saved up. I bet he's got some money stuffed up in a mattress. I could see him. T- I could see Dean come April falling off the radar. And just going yep. away for a while. And maybe uh-huh. he just comes back to WWE in like six months or something. Who knows? But I'm not sure what's up, but something's going on and none of it quite adds up. It's just not the way WWE normally does things. But uh-huh. it's Dean Ambrose. It's a weird deal. I don't know. It's a, it's a very weird deal. The thing that gets me with Dean, at least with all of this, um, I immediately dismissed it because I, I've, I've been hating the dirt sheets. <sighs> For the last two years, I've been hating it so much where I can't believe nothing that comes out. So when I have WWE come out and say that he's not coming back, that genuinely knocked me off. Like I said, that 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 threw me off. But then again, like you will. Wait a minute, why are you announcing that? Like why are you announcing that? That's the only. And I hate that when I when I know it's when I when I get that 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 just that notion like hey. This is a work, and you know it's a work. <laughs> but there's a side of me that's like, let it play out, whatever. Here's the that's the but here's the di- difference between that. I don't hate Dean. I don't hate Dean at all. I do not give one f about him right now. I don't. I simply don't. And for me, I think because D- Dean came, comes off as one of those guys that I wanted in WWE so badly, and when he and for me, you say. When he got the world title and he lost to the AJ, you stopped caring. No, no. For me, it started when he did nothing with the what was that? The United States belt. Yeah, That's yeah. when it started for me. <laughs> and <laughs> then, and then that match, that that the cage match, even though that was okay, that cage match he had with Seth, it hit me then. Huh? Dean only what? has about ten minutes of wrestling in him, <laughs> and then it's boring. <laughs> Look, I hate like rebound, like, then, lariat. <laughs> Yeah, rebound, Larry. Uh, yo, I, I hate that. Move. I hate that. That was fire the first three times. <laughs> the, the first time he did it, everybody lost their ish, and you should have because it was amazing. Uh-huh. But eight months later, it was like, here it comes. Well, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Let me throw the it's just like the setup for the for the rebound, Larry. You saw it coming a mile away. Like you know what? Look, this shit. Look, here's the sad part about that: the rebound lariat has more movement than any of the uh, than a V trigger, or, uh, the, 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 the 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 than the V trigger or the rainmaker. How is it that when I see Okada about to do a rainmaker? You can see that going different ways. The rebound lariat <laughs> is always the rebound lariat. <laughs> and it has more movement. So and it has that... way more movement. But anyway, the problem I had, the, but at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day when it comes to um, Dean, I really hate how everybody just jumped on this and all of a sudden it's like, why is he leaving? Why is this? Y'all dogged him out for the last year and a half. Why do y'all care? Like, yeah. like, like, I still got people 
who put up that interview with him and Stone Cold, and people for some reason have a have a chip on their shoulder about that, saying that Dean ruined that and all the rest of it. It's amazing that he's leaving, and I think if he's leaving and it's real. Dude, take some time off. And I'm not talking about time off for injury so you can get back in the ring. No, take time off. Don't think about wrestling. And then there's another side of me, like you said, he's kind of like CM Punk. He got money. His wife is still doing this with WWE. Oh, 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 and before anybody wants to throw that out there, no, no. Why would she go to AEW? Right. Why? Why? She'll go to ESPN sooner. The only, the only, yeah, thank you. She'll go to ESPN sooner than that. The only way that that happens, the only way that happens of her going to AEW is a ploy so she can get paid more by Vince. That's the only way that that's going to happen, especially now. But anyway, but but go ahead, go ahead. No, well, uh, I, w- I was going to say, again, we need to, uh, you know, think forward to what's happening in October. Now, we've been very adamant on our show about the implications and things we want to see once SmackDown goes into uh, Fox. And SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, Fox has been very vocal about the pieces they want. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's one of the key pieces that Fox was like, hey, we would like to have her. As some type of, and she was, you know, she's 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 good in commentary, but she was way better as a backstage announcer oh, yeah, or interviewer. And being able to maybe give her that position on a, on a bigger scale on Fox is something that could be potentially I. The one thing I want to bring up to you guys too, and everything you've been saying. Oh well, one thing I want to mention too, um, that Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose uh, street fight. A street fight match or whatever you call it was wow. the absolute worst because I think uh, there was only was one garbage. weapon used. Yep. So you know, even 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 considering don't. he has the CCW background and he wasn't even able to utilize his hardcore skills, and I was just like, oh god, this is this is bad. It's but, like in that, in that match, Brock should have gotten the weed whacker at some point. <laughs> I have I never seen building for that man. It's 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 painful. You know what? It's painful. Yeah, it's amazing that Dean has this aura about him that is so amazing, and I, it is almost kind of the problem with with a couple other wrestlers too. But Dean has this aura about him that everybody wants to be behind and get behind and cheer and like, yeah, that's my boy Dean and ding ding ding. And you immediately stop caring. Is that his fault? Is it really his fault? Is it really yeah, his fault? Or we, yes. or, Some or, of it or, is. Or, or it are is. we are, that's what I'm saying. Or are we just that jaded to Dean yeah. where we just like, I don't know where that comes from. Oh, God. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, no, like, like we were saying earlier, when you run down that resume of everything he's done in WWE, and all the screen time he's had. Now, he's never been away unless he's been hurt. It's like he has had so many opportunities, so many different opponents, so many different roles in all the years he's been there now. And, yes, some of the creative has not been good. But when you've had that much time and that many opportunities, you can't always blame the creative. At some point, some of it's on you, too. He got the first rub. Undertaker wanted to work with him, according to the you know rumor in your endo, uh, when the Shield first came up. And he was the first one to have a match with the Undertaker. He was the first one, I believe, to win the singles title. And now he's like the worst of the three. I will. I, the one thing I want to I want to mention too, um, based on everything that's been said before I transition to the next topic is um, Odeo Tommy uh, or uh, Kenta. Um, it looks 
talk. I, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed by WWE's website, but it looks as if that he is finished. He's tweeted out saying thank you. And um, talent from all over has, um, you know, shown their support, which kind of confirms because, I mean, if it's an angle, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't just be, you know, throwing up all their praises and stuff for him and so on. Do you, again, to Will's point earlier, do so do we make this Dean Ambrose thing more of an angle or potential angle, considering the fact that, like, Kenta asked for his release, he got his release, they didn't actually put it well, on the website. Dean well, has been... Rumored to want to be not signing back. They're like, okay, we're going to address the rumor, but we're not going to address something confirmed. There's there's something very inconsistent about uh-huh. that. That just I'm just I can't put my finger on it. But does that does that, that change any of y'all logic to this? I was thinking there was a seed planted though with him and Triple H that maybe he could be Triple H's opponent. Uh-huh. As much as I don't want to see it, he could be his <laughs> opponent for WrestleMania. Um, now I was talking to my boy Glenn, and we was talking about that he was like you know i thought about it like you know i could see the teases of you know triple h saying something along the lines of yeah uh your contract is up after my match what you going after our match you're going to go to aew he of course he wouldn't say the name but he'll say Mm -hmm. go for people who used to be here or something like that Nah, I think I think I think Triple H would be petty about it. Yeah, you want to go over there with Cody, don't you? You want to be with Cody? And his little <laughs> yeah, brother, this is- you know <laughs> Triple H would do it just to get heat. Triple H oh, yeah. is a fucking master at that, so he oh, will yeah. say the name anyway. <laughs> but we'd, be no, actually- the, we'd be hearing about the Stardust Wrestling Federation. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna use that line, man. man look, look, you know what? See, yeah, actually, it's interesting that you said that. Um, do we see the same parallels? No, um, for one main reason, I think you got one guy who has been to the mountaintop who is still technically one of the top stars of the company compared to one of the guys that just couldn't make it. So basically, you did say like because he didn't, he wasn't creaming the crop. They didn't care to address the situation. I, I wouldn't even say you know what. If you want to be that, if you want to be that petty about it, man, cool, cool, cool. I, I think you, you're exa- absolutely right. The yeah. Hideo situation it makes sense why he wants his release. It so, makes sense. Nothing panned out for him. Nothing, and it sucks. Uh, I mean, let me, let me, let me. Hideo, especially um, every time that NXT was about to take off or go in a brand uh, new direction, injured. he got hurt. You yep. know, yeah. they were about yeah. to come out of full sale to do the takeover specials, and he got hurt. And then yeah. he's coming back in his big push, and he's starting to like get closer to the title. Then he gets hurt. Oh, you hurt again. And, yeah, I, I mean, think what happened? What happened with him was a combination of hurting, getting hurt, and then it was the fans souring. And I wouldn't even say it was the fans; it was the people that wanted him there souring on him. And because you went to two hundred five live, oh my goodness, you have the doo doo touch. You we don't like you no more. <laughs> that's what really happened to that's what really happened to Hideo, and it stinks that it happened to him. But you know what? He like him asking for release, fine. Dean asking for his release, and they put it out on the website. Wait a minute. This is three months till WrestleMania. What the F are y'all guys doing? What are y'all doing? Yeah, like, it's, it's very yeah, it's, it's very it's, it's, it's very suspicious. Look, let me let's get into the third topic and this it's, Basically a segue. So again, uh, you guys have obviously been uh, been seeing tons of rumors and stuff swirling around, uh, considering who's leaving, who's coming, um, in different promotions, and all the and, and and basically how the landscape of wrestling has changed so much this year that it's given people so many opportunities left and right to go anywhere. 
Um, I'm just going to give you guys a chance here to say, based on everything that's been floating around or anybody that you, you know, may be in suspicion that may be doing something soon or moving soon, what would you guys like to see go where and how would you like to use, how would you like to see that person being used? And I am, I'll start with Jamal here. Um, who would I like to see go where? Hmm. Um, I'd like to see Zack Ryder go to New Japan. Like that for, for no other reason than it would be something that's completely outside of the box. No one would see it coming. And he would have a a fresh start because I don't think that he's super popular in Japan. Um, and he can kind of get the Juice Robinson treatment where if he really mm. wanted to wrestle full time and go and just start over from scratch and, and do it and make a way, then cool. I don't think he's going to make as much or get as famous as he is now in the U.S. Um, obviously with some push on an indie promotion or another federation in the U S or Canada, um, you know, that could help. But for, I think he really needs to just flat out start completely over. He's relatively healthy, uh, relatively young ish. So if he wanted to do that, then that would be a new Japan would be a good start. But also, um, I really like to see, um, Ziggler go to impact and the Miz go to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let me ask you about that that uh, Ziggler. You said Ziggler to Impact. Mm-hmm. And 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 how would you sort of say? How would you? What, what would you expect for him? Or how would you like to see him be used going to Impact? Because that's interesting. Well, I think because in, once Impact really finds itself as to what they want to be as a wrestling show, then that'll help define who their wrestlers are. Um, we kind of know that WWE is the Walmart of wrestling. You want to get a little bit of everything from them on a, on a consistent basis. Uh, what is Impact right now? And honestly, I've seen the show more than a few times on like uh, whatever the hell channel it is. And it's not radically different from week to week, but it's just different enough where you go, I don't know what I'm watching. Um, Ring of Honor is hard to follow because they just the storylines don't match up with live events. <clears throat> so that's a different problem. But as far as him being used, I think I think Impact is a better fit because he can work with other uh, guys that are not your typical uh, WWE guys. And then, of course, they're big enough where he can just, you know, um, you know, hate on WWE for a little while. And then I get him over some somewhat because he kind of has a big mouth uh, in, in like a, um, a low budget Shawn Michaels kind of a way. So I think that that may be the best fit for him. Um, as far as the Miz, I think the Miz he, he's done everything. He's there's nothing really much more for him to do, and I think that that would be the mutually beneficial. I know they have Jericho already, but they it would be mutually beneficial for him to go to AEW because I think that he's a better MJF than MJF is. Mm. Mm. Okay, interesting. Who's up next? I'll go up next since I'm already talking. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll pick a man and I'll pick a woman. Just out of curiosity, since since we're all these companies are starting up right now, um, when I'm hearing something like this, I'm thinking of people that are kind of not fully formed yet. I'm thinking of people that aren't already like not someone like a Dean Ambrose who already been around for long and they're stale, and certainly not Dolph Ziggler. Who God, please just go to your crappy stand up comedy. I don't need to want, see you anywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe someone here. Here's a real wild card idea out of the box. Someone like maybe Mojo Raleigh, who's young. He's still with us? Oh, yeah, barely. Hanging on by a thread. Damn, I thought he died. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, 
he's young, he's athletic, he's got the football background. Maybe the cons would have an interest in that. I mean, someone well, who essentially he hasn't done much of anything to where he could be totally reinvented into just about anything. You know, he's a, he's a piece of clay still at this point. So someone like him and maybe very similar in that respect, if I'm thinking about the ladies, I don't know if there's any real potential there with her, but maybe someone like Dana Brooke with the same type, same type of deal. She's got the bodybuilding background and all that. And she's never at this point, both of them are kind of in the same situation. They're not going to get any real opportunity. It seems in WWE, they're so far down the ladder that it's going to take a real big miracle for them to break out. Sure. So it's like they're people who I could see benefiting from like possibly doing, you know, doing what Drew McIntyre did where it's like, I need to go away and make reinvent myself somewhere else and then eventually come back. Or if these companies end up taking off, maybe then they just stay there and they're a signature person in, the, in these new companies. Who knows? But I'm thinking more along those lines, people who haven't already made their mark that could possibly still have time to make their mark. Yeah, a lot of these guys are like basically like good people on a bad team. They're kind of like being a star in Charlotte, mm. you know, where it's just like Wait, what? technically the, the Charlotte Hornets, not, not the Charlotte Panthers. Uh, but, um, I was about to say, what? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know of the football, but I hear they're a good team. Uh, but still, the point is, is that, you know, it's not that we don't say these people out of out of malice. I think that people would general genuinely find that like Ziggler and Dana Brooke can do work. It's just that obviously, given the opportunities that they have been in WWE, hasn't really worked out so well. It's not the player; it's the team that they play for. They need to fit into the right system, mm -hmm. and then you'll be given a chance to uh, to shine. And that's obviously been like the albatross, you know, the elephant in the room around NXT. How many players, how many people in NXT do we dare not say come up? As much as I love Velveteen Dream, mm -mm. good luck with that. As much <laughs> as I love uh, Tommaso Ciampa, good luck with that. As much as I love Alistair, well, as much as I tolerate Alistair Black, good luck with that. Because as, even though that the goal is the main roster and international stardom on Raw and SmackDown, these are round pegs fitting into square holes. It may or may not work out. You're right. I think with me, the only there's nobody really on the roster right now that I would like. Oh man, they need to leave. I don't have, I really don't have no, no feel for nobody because the you know the whole thing about this piece person going to leave and that person's going to leave. It's you know it's it's gotten to the point now where it's like I believe it when I see it. The only person I would like to see do something somewhere else because I think they can't actually be an asset. Will actually be, and but they've been on that route, and that would be TJP and um and Gulak. I re I would really like to see them go somewhere else and be bigger. I think Gulak going to Impact would do really would be really well well for him. I think he, even if AEW you know finally opens up and they actually have a decent show, I think he'll be a good part of that. I can't see nobody leaving because like you like like uh, I think that was Will that just said that it's not the player. Like who was who who just said it? Yeah, it ain't that, the was, that was me. That was huge, Jamal. I'm sorry, my bad. But yeah, it's not the player; it's the team. You know what I mean? WWE. Everybody's going to have their roles, and everybody's not going to want to fit that role at that time or whatever. You know, there's being patient, and then there's the people that's been patient long enough, and they're not going to see nothing. And th that's when you do have like a Zack Ryder. Even though I think Zack is like, dude, I got a check. I don't give a crap. <laughs> but still, I still think there are people that does like have a desire to wrestle. I don't see nobody right now. I have no. Option and I have no opinion 
so far as who should leave or not. So I I have nobody. I think, yeah, I, really think I think you're. I think you're marginally thinking. Um, this the the question could mean anybody all over the world that you either are seeing as you know the next potential star. You like to see them come to WWE, or like we've been giving examples now. Somebody who obviously has the talent that can do the work that's not getting the time. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I, but, but, but to be like fair, though, examples in my head right now. Yeah. But you're still framing it as if WWE is the the top of the wrestling world and i would say that, well, that now more than ever that that's debatable well well i don't i, I don't I, mean, I can't speak for myself but i know anytime anyone is vocal about what's their you know in all say all wwe comes off the tongue very okay. easily um but, but, and, that, but and, that leads to my point though do you want to do you want to play in the nba or do you want to win a championship well and i think that if you want to get paid go to wwe if you want to be a star, you may you may have to go somewhere else. Possibly, it all depends uh-huh. on everyone's scenario for sure. The absolute right. right. because, because you got to think about it. A uh, good example, but actually, is that Impact is is Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him. He's probably the best example of that. He was a guy that was never, and I mean, even if he stayed in WWE, he was not going to. I don't think he was going to get a top belt. Yeah. I think he would have been just, just just like Dolph. And Dolph <laughs> has made it very clear, no, 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 that's my spot. Everybody back off. I'm the guy that gets the belt every <laughs> 10 months and then lose it three months later, all right? <laughs> I'm that guy, all right? And, you know, Eli, I think that he, if he stayed, he, it wouldn't have made a difference. He had to go. People, some people just had to go. Like, even with Cody. Cody was a good example. Everybody was, everybody was crying, mad that Cody was going. I stood up and clapped. I'm like, good, because I, there's so much potential in you that WWE is not going to cater to you. You're just going to be a mid-carter for right now, dog. Upper mid-carter, maybe here and there. But let's just be honest. You're not going to be world champion. And people are like, why not? Why not? He got Brock. He got he got all the Seth in front of him. He had Roman in front of him. He had so many people in front of you, you're not going to get there. Uh, there's nobody around the world. You said somebody gets signed. I'm sorry, Walter just got signed, so I really don't have yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Outside of outside of uh your boy, uh 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 theory. Outside of theory, I don't see nobody else really out there right now I really like that, yeah. that can that should move over any if anything, I'm just gonna be that person. Hangman, quit wasting your time. Go to NXT and actually develop a character and mm. then second <laughs> like plan, that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> All right, Greg and Brian, what you guys got? Say that I'll be, you know, I'll be that WWE mark and say I want to see Kenny Omega in the WWE. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I will, I'm, you know, I'll be honest. No, I'm not most up to date on the New Japan product. Uh, I watch like the big shows and I enjoy watching the wrestling. And you know, I usually get uh, the backgrounds to the stories from listening to like your podcast and stuff. But yeah. you know, I've been enjoying uh, what I've seen out of him. I noticed a lot of people wasn't really happy with his title run um just on the internet and i guess because okada's was so great it was just hard to follow uh but you know those matches with okada i enjoyed i enjoyed his match with tanahashi um so you know i want to see him in the wwe you know he did it there and to me i looked at it like this um a few years ago i never thought i would get aj in the wwe and i was like that's the guy i want to see everybody else fine him and adam cole they're both there the guy out there that's left is Kenny Omega. Um, you know, I try to think about women. It's a lot of them. Um, when she's finished, I would love to see Allie there. Uh, I've, you know, been able to be privy to watch her run at WSU, 
uh, wrestling and, you know, watching her on NXT, seeing her turn that corner. And I would like to see her have a WrestleMania moment. And that's what I'm about. You know, I want to see these people have those WrestleMania moments. Okay. Um, Brian, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Um, and I, I was hoping no one said it, but, you know, it's all good, man. You didn't steal my thunder or nothing like that. The reason why I say I want to see Kenny Omega in the WWE mm-hmm. is because I believe WWE has the best wrestlers across the board, you know, as far as main event level guys. You know, you got your Finn Balor's, you got your AJ Styles, you got your Daniel Bryan's, you got your Seth Rollins. You have a bunch of guys that he could work with that he doesn't have high profile matches with. You know, and my idea would be is Kenny Omega versus the world in one year, one year mm-hmm. where he could wrestle mm-hmm. NXT, where he could wrestle on Raw, he could wrestle on SmackDown. He'd be the one guy. You know, if John Cena has free agent status, why not Kenny Omega? He's an international mm-hmm. star. People know who he is. And you could develop his platform to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. I think eventually he'll go to AEW. But, you know, if there's one guy who I'd like to see in a different setting, it will be Omega and WWE. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, uh, history doesn't agree with you, though, because we've seen what Matt Hardy did in TNA, and then he came over to WWE, and they kind of dropped the ball with that. Um, you know, it's, it's, Vince I, I doesn't know, like... I, I cut you off, though, but okay. Matt Hardy isn't the wrestler that Kenny Omega is. So I'm, not comparing, yeah, I'm, I'm not comparing the wrestling, but, but we're talking about what they built as, like, as a brand. And Matt Hardy reinvented himself in TNA and built something that came from out of nowhere with it. And now he took it to WWE and essentially the magic that he had in TNA, for whatever reason, with whatever the money that they spent in WWE and all the millions that they make, it didn't work as well as it could have. Understood. So, but, you know, but I, again, where I say that's character driven, you know, Matt Hardy created something on his own. WWE wants to put their two cents in it. I understand it from that point of view. But again, Matt Hardy is not going to be wrestling at a main event level. If anything, it's comedy or it's mid card at best. You know, even on his best day, that's a mid card act. Also, the lawsuit definitely yeah, put a strain on the momentum there too. I know yeah, that. Just, um, that and and I, and it's something I, I I'm just gonna interject right here too. Sure. Is that um this formula as far as like I, I do agree that Kenny Omega if he wants to supremely solidifies being in the upper echelon of all talent. There's no doubt in my mind that WWE has got to be the end all say all for him. But when I think about what the Hardys did, which was very, very like brilliant, they went, they went on the Indies and they just cleaned up and accolades left and right. I mean, that's exactly what I want the revival to do. Yeah. Considering that I just think they're just, I think up and down, Maybe debatable with the Briscoes, but I think the revival is absolutely talent for talent is the best tag team I've I've ever watched as far as chemistry, ring IQ, and so on. It's not even a gimmick because some of the things that they have to do is actually really thinking on your feet and just their execution. I and you want to talk about smile, I want to see leave. I would love to see them go out and talent and, and challenge all the top tag teams because all of the top tag teams aren't just sitting in WWE. Like where for Kenny Omega, all of some of you know some of the best wrestlers in the world, the singles wrestlers are sitting there. But I would love to see the revival be able to get an opportunity to do something just like that. Why do we? Um, it's just a it's just a simple question. It's not a big deal, and I'm it's not a big deal if y'all disagree with me. But why do we always do that? Why do we always say if that top talent goes, WWE is going to drop the ball with it? Why do we well, always well, do that? Because they I mean, no, 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 no
like, like well, who else did they like? Well, Luger panned out, but Luger shot himself in the foot with that. Um, <laughs> Flair, Flair, but Flair was loyal, loyal to the WC, loyal to WCW. So you can, you can, you know, you can bring that up. But I'm like, AJ well, worked out perfectly. That's what I say. AJ's well, the comparable move to, to, to a- Kenny. Well, here's the thing. AJ has the rights to everything he does. He owns all of his his merchant ideas and his uh-huh. name and so forth. For for him to be able to get over is seamless because he didn't have to go over any obstacle. I do agree with what we just said. Uh, Kenny Omega seemingly should have the same uh, style, and I really do feel that uh, along with what Greg said. I mean, Kenny Omega is a special person, and I don't think he would want to subject himself to just any style of contract. But he would be one of those ones that get those really, re- really like the wordage and verbiage inside the contract. It's so like it's never been seen before in WWE. I just ne- would not be surprised considering that. And and when you think about some of the things they do for the NXT people where they was like, hey, you you work for NXT, but you still can have a championship in one of these other, you know, feeder systems and so forth. I just wouldn't be surprised if Ken Omega was able to be, considering the global star he is being able to have something on the main roster scale to do something just like that. And I know a lot of people wants to talk about Roman Reigns as being the person to, to see John Cena. There's if, if it wasn't going to be who could have been and who probably should have been, but they were never ever going to do it. Shazaro, considering everything that he represents, speaking tons of, of different languages, the physique and so forth. Ken Omega is the guy. <laughs> There's no other person out there that you could absolutely would, 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 hundred percent conversate that that's the guy that can be the face of this company that can just take this company to another level and the outreach and so forth. So I just really I I I, I do agree. I think if he wants to really solidify his stance in the wrestling world, it has to be WWE. But um let's get into oh no one other person too I would like to see come to WWE is Chris Wolf. Um I would love to see her be able to uh, uh I was NST period. Just being able to see weekly uh, programming with that time will be amazing. Um, well, Chris, what you said, Chris Wolf. Yes, Chris Wolf from Stardom, right? Yes. Uh, I want to disagree with you, but that's not a bad idea. Yeah, because ROH. I mean, if you're talking about women's wrestling, ROH is just not <laughs> next next subject. Uh, I want to talk about a landfill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our last topic for tonight, uh, we will be talking about the hottest wrestler right now in WWE, who's pretty much just been in all in, in, in every subject. You this person's name. You've already mentioned her name numerous times tonight. And that's Becky Lynch. And I just want to know this is a this 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 topic has a few part questions, so we're going to kind of get through them a little quick. All the momentum that Becky Lynch has right now, how long do you think that she genuinely can carry the women's division with this momentum? Or and 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 and, and as a two part question to that, do you think that because she's solely carrying it right now? If you ask me, do you firmly believe someone needs to step up, and if so, who should be that person? You know what? I, I ain't gonna lie though. I think. She's like right here, obviously, but I think Charlotte Flair is right there. Like she's okay. not too far behind her. Um, I'm a huge Charlotte Flair fan. I put it out there. Um, to me, she's my favorite, probably my favorite overall as a wrestler. My favorite combination of wrestling and looks is Trish Stratus. But Becky 
has, you know, like Charlotte said last night on SmackDown, which was true, she made Becky go to that next level. You know, by her getting involved in that SummerSlam match, it pissed Becky off and made her become the man. Um, and when I, the reason why I say that Charlotte's on that level too, because not we were almost there, is because before the Royal Rumble, she had that swagger that looked like she was going to win that Royal Rumble. And obviously she came up short to Becky, but I think Becky can carry this through the summer. Um, I really just hope she wins the title from Ronda Rousey in a one-on-one match. I hope they do not add Charlotte to the match. I would like to okay. see Charlotte Oscar too, but I really want to see Becky win. I know like some people say, well, maybe Ronda wins and Becky gets it in the next pay-per-view, you know, kind of like Triple H and Rock. I really hope the WWE doesn't do that because if Becky wins at WrestleMania and gets a win over Ronda Rousey with the world watching, that puts her at another level because okay. then you have ESPN, Fox, and other networks have to report that. Yep. Yeah. No, Be- Becky is in the position right now where essentially it seems the goal is Ronda. Ronda is going to anoint her at WrestleMania. Um, now, I don't think Becky's carrying the whole thing by herself. I totally agree with you, Brian, that um, Charlotte is right there beneath her mm-hmm. and, and actually probably right on the same level with her. It's just that Becky right now is the hotter commodity because she's not as overexposed. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake about it, Charlotte pretty much pushed her or pulled her up to that level where they're at now. I think it's going to be a three-way because I can't ima- I think they want Charlotte also in that picture and getting all that coverage too because they're confident in Charlotte. She's been on top this whole time, and I'm thinking their idea is we're going to anoint Becky. We're also going to get some shine on Charlotte, and the two of them are going to be the, the top names of the women going forward after that makes WrestleMania. Sense. That makes what sense. I, am, I am curious, though, what we, kind of the, what we were saying at the beginning of this whole how uh, this question was brought up, though, how long Becky can keep this momentum going, though, I think is the big question. And I think a lot of that's going to be dependent on who she has to work with because it worked with Charlotte. It worked with Rhonda, but who else she got? I mean, even Naya, I can't see that whole face breaker thing having a whole lot of mileage in it. So it's like, who else are they going to pair her up with? That's going to be able to maintain this heat and maintain this fire that she's got going. That's going to hold people's interests. Once we get past WrestleMania. You know what? I think Becky can carry this as long as, as long as, and I hate to say it like that, as long as creative is going to let her. And I say that because just because Charlotte is right there and just because they seem to be in love with Alexa Bliss and just because every now and then they want Nia to look like a freaking beast. So you, so I think she can only carry it as long, uh, as long as she's on fire, she's going to be the one carrying it. Let's make that very clear. Even if, even if, um, and that'd be dumb, but even if Ronda retains, mm-hmm. she's still going to be over Ronda. That's, that's just simple. This is just right there. That's, that's what's going to happen. But really, to me, um, I, I think I like it's just an, it's incredible how hot her matches is and how many doors she opened up to different robberies. Now, you said the whole Facebook thing won't work. I actually disagree. Uh, don't underestimate people's love for Nia. People people act like they hate her and all that mess. A bunch of people couldn't wait for this day, for her to be a heel, for her to not give a fuck. You know what I mean? So you, you so it came. So I don't think it will be that bad. I think um, it's only like I said again, as far as creative can get her, 
That's I'm saying. That's all I can really say. I think she's incredible right now. That's all I have nothing else. Well, okay. what I what I would say about Becky, um, especially um, kind of piggybacking off what D said, I think it works if she's fighting people that are bigger than her and people that are stronger than her. You know, in front of her, you got Oscar who beat her on Sunday by tap out. I didn't like the tap out. I think it would work better if she had got pinned or if she had passed out something, whatever, or I don't know. I didn't like the tap out, but the fact that she has Oscar has a victory over in a high profile match. That's an opponent in the future. You got not yep. as a size thing, the face breaker thing. That's an opponent in the future. If she beats Ronda Rousey, that's an opponent in the future. And yep. then you got Charlotte, of course, because that's the rivalry. They're best friends. This and the other. I think you also have Bailey and Sasha. You could play into the whole force horsewoman thing. Yeah, we did not talk about how that's actually a factor in this too. Yeah, you you have the force. You have the four horsewomen thing, and then you also have um my girl. What's her name from um NXT? You have Shayna, who is um um uh, Ronda's friend. So at some point, you say like, okay, you got these people in front of Becky Lynch. Can she stone cold these people and like you know rough them up this that, and the other? And she's the one going over. Or are these people going to be break her down and then she's chasing the belt later on again? You know, but you have a story with Becky that she has people to work with, you know, if they're willing to push it, if they go for it. Because personally, I think the women are the hottest thing in WWE right now, more so than the guys. It's like the women are the ones uh, pulling the wagon right now. And I think Becky's the girl. Like, I don't see how she doesn't have her hand raised at the end of WrestleMania. I just don't see it. Okay. Uh, Brian? Oh, no, I, I agree. You know, um, it's... I think I've said it all already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there's been a lot of good points. Now, here's here's one thing I want to... I want to... To the, to the two last questions, I believe that... Um, and I, I do not ever try to pretend like I'm one of those Vince psychologist type of guys. But I know that it must strike Vince's nerve that WrestleMania has not closed with cheers in the last <laughs> three, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you know it does. You know and that I, has and, to. And I, I know that there's a strong opportunity here considering the matches that are being um, put together right now for the main event. So I know there's a very strong opportunity for people to go home actually happy or with cheers or whatever it may be with a, on a high note, we'll just say yeah. um, something that you guys mentioned. Yeah. Anything with Ronda Rousey is being covered period TMZ. Everybody see it, not seeing it, but whatever. It's just covering even the segment on raw. They're covering it. Anything Ronda, they are, they are covering it. The four horse woman thing. I think it's interesting because we know not, only is WrestleMania important, but that day after WrestleMania is just important. And that's, and that's what typically I think is when we start too. saying, like, hmm, who's going to get called up? Who's going to, you know, appear? Who's good? Whatever, debut. I think in this moment that if you want to make sure that you protect <laughs> Becky, and that's, and right now, Becky and Charlotte are at are foes. You have to figure out how to get them on the same team. You do put Charlotte in that match. But you do have Ronda win dirty. You that gets her over to the heel turn. That gets her a stable. If you have the four horsewomen involved, that also protects her if she needs to take time off. Because you got three other people now who can run, you know, run the stable or appearances for you in the in the, in the meantime. So I would not be surprised if Ronda wins. It's a high profile match. It's a high profile event. And if you want to 
talk about the tabloids covering it. I don't think they want to cover t- Ronda losing. I think in, in, in everything, Ronda, you want to make sure that you protect that person who is getting these, un, you know, these uncasual fans looking at the product. If it's Ronda, people are like, oh, Ronda Rousey is fighting. They're looking. You no, know, and obviously she's a wrestler, but people are saying, "Oh, she's fighting." Got to see what Ronda's doing. Same thing with Pacquiao. Who cares how old Pacquiao is? Pacquiao's on yep. TV. Pacquiao's <laughs> fighting. These big names draw, people care about. Draw. But you people know what? Draw, That's it. She, Ronda, like eventually, she has to lose. And whether it's <laughs> at WrestleMania or Monday Night Raw, they're going to cover it. Um, yeah. Full disclosure: like I used to work at ESPN uh, from 2013 to 2015, so I was there during her run and okay. i worked with coachman the night when she fought betch Correa, i believe and okay. whichever fight was in brazil and okay. we were there till one about 1 30 and i remember coach telling me and a couple other people god i hope ronda wins because if she loses, we are going to be here all night <laughs> oh my that god. Was, those are his words you know and, and everybody felt that way because it was like you know what I can imagine how the Tyson coverage would have been in the 90s. Okay, when talk about it for a little bit, 20 minutes, move on to the next subject. But you remember <laughs> when she lost her first fight, they covered that thing. And you imagine yep. that WrestleMania coverage, if Ronda Rousey loses, it's going to be breaking news bugs everywhere. Ronda Rousey loses the WWE Women's Championship. Mm, and okay. You, like you brought up a good point. And I started thinking, I was like, wow, three straight years. People haven't been happy leaving WrestleMania. You know, at 33, it was it was weird. Like when we left the arena, uh, everybody was sad. You know, um, 32, there was no way nobody, every nobody, no way anybody was cheering. It was either Triple H or Roman Reigns. You know, last year, <laughs> I still believe there was no way nobody was cheering. It was either, not at all. You know, and now when Roman <laughs> comes back, God willing, he comes back. He's going to get cheered like crazy when he wins the title. But there was no way. Now we have an opportunity, especially in New Jersey, New York, for us to have a lot of cheers, and it's got to happen with Becky winning that title. I, I And that's I, the only way I think, it is. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's definitely – I definitely think that's an option, but I also think that – you forming the stable and them being coming together, I think that also gets over too. If they, she wins to lose, it protects but that, them. No, but that's the but that's the whole point. Like in a loss, they're gonna gain so much with her. She's gonna have all this heat yeah. on her. Everybody's gonna be so be so over the moon that she lost. And mm-hmm. then the fact that you're gonna see them four girls come out there on Monday night, everybody the the state the whole arena is gonna be shaking. Yeah. When yeah. That if happens. you do anything with Shayna, because you do you do it the next night. Definitely. You have to. You have yeah. to. Everybody what? was telling that was the main reason why I told everybody like Shayna's gonna win this against um against uh, uh Bianca because she gotta have that belt until WrestleMania weekend so she can drop it, so she can yeah. show up on Monday night and freaking level uh 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 Sasha, Bailey, one of them, or all four of them. She <laughs> has to be there. She has to be there. And if you do it, like you said, and if you do it on a win. If you do it on a win that Becky got, that is tremendous. Anyway, the the crowd is already hyped, and you have to. And, and here's the thing about it: you have to make that the main event over Brock. Well, I damn. think you have to make that the main yeah. event over Brock. Let me because let me, just just me, because now, Brock will get ESPN treatment, but he doesn't get it like Ronda. 
not at let all. Me, he'll let he'll me, be in the me, middle of the show or something. Let, let yeah, me just throw yeah. this in here real quick, and then I'm going to get mm-hmm. out of the way. Here's your closing scene for WrestleMania. Becky's going to win that belt. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's going to be in that match, too. Closing scene is going to be Ronda Rousey raising Becky's hand and probably Charlotte's hand, too. They're going to go with the idea of her being re- redeemed finally and losing and being a good sport yep. about it. That's yep. the closing scene. Yeah, I just I, I guess I, I was just going to say in the last little bit of question I had to this, but it seems like some of you guys already have answers for it. Is So this Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch and if Charlotte's added, whatever, is this the clear cut main event closing yes. match for it WrestleMania this year? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just for that, just for that card to pop off and end the way you want it to. It oh, has to go that way. I just thought about this when you uh, was bringing it up. I could see them swerving, and only reason why Brock would main event is because Seth Rollins would win, and there would be the crowd cheering, hoping that they wouldn't crap on the match if Becky is scheduled to lose. I think when you know you think about Goldberg Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, when that when they showed on the screen that that match was coming up next, everybody in the arena knew Undertaker was losing. You <laughs> <laughs> close WrestleMania 33 with right. uh, Undertaker winning. I remember, and we all thought there that was his last match. But the moment yeah. they showed that graphic on the screen, like coming up next, you knew yeah. Undertaker was losing. And I think that's what's going to happen. That if they show a Ronda Becky graphic around 10 o'clock, then I think that Ronda going over. Ronda's going over, and that. Prevents- oh them from high but maybe that prevents people from booing at the end of the night now maybe they'll hijack the show that's a different ball game but that's what I think we're going hey 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 see 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 that's what you see that's what we call a variable <laughs> <laughs> like like dude no for real like, like and look and, and you giving it too much crap you give it look 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 I love WWE. Real talk. I'm a mark for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're giving them way too much credit. They will put that match. That will be the third match of the night. You give them <laughs> way too much credit. You know how Vince loves doing that shit, man. <laughs> well, oh, man. Any, anybody else got any remarks for any other topic so we can close up our... Man, y'all got me hyped up. I'm ready for WrestleMania now just so I can come back and <laughs> back this podcast to make sure like, we, we our questions go. No, yeah, we eight weeks for that, man. <laughs> I mean, we got a long, yeah, we got a long. See, the like the only thing I have to add is that um, I it's just a little personal thing. I really, as much as I actually like the Elimination Chamber pay per view, all that, I feel like it being in between R- Rumble and WrestleMania, it takes a lot out of it. Am I the only one that sees it that way? Mm, I don't like. I, it. I liked it better at um. New Year's Revolution or at Survivor Series. I don't like it as a pay-per-view. Just I just need one chamber match. Oh, sure. oh um, I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I, like, I'm not against, like I said, I'm not against the match or nothing like that. It just feels like that just, like, it's like, because at the Rumble, pretty much everybody knows who you're going to wrestle at Mania that, at that year. You know, there might be something coming up and they might make it a three-way or something. But we pretty much have an idea who's going to be at Mania. And it feels just kind of redundant that there's a match in between it. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel you. I see what you're saying. Like, if you're already booking for months ahead, anything between yeah, I mean, that, do you actually care? I mean, well, but, yeah. but but then again, you know, we're Marks, so 
<laughs> like I don't know. Speak for, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> All right, well, that's a joke. Yeah. Well, anybody else got anything so I can uh, get ready so we can close it out for tonight? I'm right. good. Okay, well, this is the opportunity. We'll go down the line. We will get everybody a chance to plug your social medias, all that other good stuff, um, and where they can find you. And um, obviously, all this information will be down in the description below so you guys can check it out as well. But we'll start with you, Brian. Uh, you can follow me at Brian H. Waters on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find um, like my fan page at Brian H. Waters Talk Show Host. And follow the Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. Realm's being spelled with a W on all social media platforms, especially YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Yeah. My man. D? Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter, D the Black Geek. That's D-E-E the Black Geek. Um, I'm on there off and on. Uh, I might say something really weird politically. Don't unfollow me because of that. <laughs> it, it ain't even that bad. This is like, I mean, I mean that's cool, D. But why you say it? You know. But anyway, um, but uh, uh, go to if you want to go to my web. Uh, my website is on uh, Three Black Geeks. That's the number three Black Geeks, all one word. Um, we do uh, we do movies and all that, a lot of good stuff like that. Um. Nothing big going on other than um, I think my next Russell Corner comes out next week. So, um, yeah. Other than that, yeah. All right. And great. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook.com slash DJG Mills. That's my DJ page. Also um, on Twitter, at DJG, at DJG Mills, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, look for DMV Wrestling Fans on Facebook. That's where we're at. We're just hanging out. We're chilling. Um and that's pretty much it, man. You know, you if you like pictures of um of a newborn baby, you know, just check out my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Show some love. Show some love. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Jamal. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can find me on the Twitter machine at Giant Crab. Uh, it's Crab with the K. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to get back more into the into the Twitter thing, but um, but until then, yeah, yeah check that out. And will. And finally, down to me here at Heel Will Mahoney on the Twitter machine and the Instagram. The the Twitter is where you'll find all the wrestling talk. Lord knows my my feed has been lit up this last twenty four hours with crazy Dean Ambrose fans telling me why he needs to get out of the company <laughs> and why he has so many things he he can still accomplish. And I've probably been I, I tell you in the last day. How many times people have told me he's leaving for creative control? I've heard that so many times in the last 24 hours. It, it's absurd. So I'm telling you, wow. apparently he's going to walk into AEW and he's going to tell Cody Rhodes to lay down for him. <laughs> that's what everyone keeps telling me. That's so. the, thank you. Thank you, man. I knew somebody else was thinking that. There you go. So anyways, <laughs> at Heel Will Mahoney on Twitter. There you go. All right. <laughs> and you obviously you know where to find us at Big Gold Belt group.com and that will get you everything else you need to find our uh facebook page our twitter um tumblr youtube all that other good stuff all the connections are all there so we're you you you, you can find us easily by doing that so but um everybody for coming thank you so much this has been fun this is not going to be a one-off thing this was too yeah. hell of a good time to just let it be a one-off so we would definitely we'll, we'll, we'll try to get our schedules matched up again and get something out for you guys soon. Thank you for everybody who's been watching on YouTube and on Facebook Live. We appreciate the love and support. And uh, for the Big Old Belt podcast and all the members here tonight, everyone have a good night. Stay warm. Stay warm.